0: Hi, good evening. Welcome to another Moments with Norma. Well, what a week, what a week, what a week it's been. And that was uh, the intro uh, tonight uh, was Bob Marley. I shot the sheriff, but I didn't shoot the deputy. And then it goes on to say, every day the bucket goes to the well. One day the bottom must drop out and we can see. Right now that the bottom in politics, in the world, in people's lives, um, everything has now uh, taken a turn and the water is just dropping out of the bucket as we take it to the well. Well, I trust that uh, you're all well and that uh, the week has not been too challenging uh, in your life. And I thank you for the uh, big support that I had last week with the podcast uh, uh, episode of George Floyd, and I are the same. And so I uh, wanted to deviate uh, this week from what was going on, but I think uh, there was just too much stuff going on that I had to uh, think about uh, this week's episode and uh, do um, have a conversation on Black Lives Matter. I think it uh, would be just, um, you know, I, I need to address it. I need to allow to have my voice too and to uh, share um, what are my thoughts on Black Lives Matter. Now, this week um, it was quite a, a busy week for me, but something happened uh, very interesting on Wednesday. And I think that actually cemented uh, this episode of Black Lives Matter today for me, why I decided that I wasn't going to um, sidestep it I was going to actually do this episode on Black Lives Matter. On Wednesday, I was actually coming home from uh, school because we've started um, uh, going into the centre because uh, it's so much better to actually teach online from the centre. And uh, obviously, we're all preparing to get back to work and uh, having to do quite a lot of paperwork. So um, on my way home, it was about... Mm, six o'clock I think because I left a bit late and I went into a supermarket wasn't in my local area and I uh, stopped off at the supermarket as I came out of the supermarket uh, it's like in a shopping um, complex area and there is a lovely miniature park uh, right uh, in, in, in the shopping area and then uh, you can walk across to where the bus is and I was just on my way came out the shopping um out of the supermarket to get the bus and I saw a massive gathering of white people and they all had banners and as I got close uh, to them they were actually a group of white people uh, got together in the that particular local community and they were demonstrating that black lives matter and I thought wow this is interesting uh, so obviously our white brothers and sisters are gathering together and joining the fight and that we can say that not all of our brothers and sisters um, they not listening. They are listening and they want to listen and they are becoming far more active and just as active as our uh, black lives movements with our black uh, people. And as I uh, stood there watching them gather, um, they obviously followed all the social distancing, came out with their mask and they had loads of sanitizers uh, for everyone there and all this stuff. And they set up and there was a mic and once they set up the uh the lady who was actually leading it, she um got onto the PA system, and uh, they had the little chant, you know, Black Lives Matter, No Justice, No Peace, and I thought that was what it was going to be, just standing there all um evening, uh you know um shouting No Justice, No Peace, Black Lives Matter, but to my surprise, uh they a black man showed up and uh, uh, they gave him the mic and he gave an opening statement and then after that opening statement, um, he asked um, if anyone wanted to use the mic and the, the, the moments before that, I was actually going to walk past and I did walk past them and something said to me, no, go back and I went back and I stood. And as I stood there and I saw them using the mic, I said to myself, boy, if ever they did um, ask anyone to come up and speak and share, I'm going to be the first one up there. And so say, so done. And uh, as he gave the intro to the whole um, activities for the evening, he did open up the mic and asking if anybody wanted to come up. And I felt as if somebody, remember, had my shopping bag, my handbag. You know, and I had a heavy coat on because the weather had gone cold and I just felt somewhat something like something pushed me as quickly as I can. And I ran through the crowd up to the mic and I started sharing my personal experience of racism uh, being in this country from the, the, the very early 60s and of course last week in the podcast that I shared I shared one of my uh, experiences at school uh with one of my best friend who I ended up having to throw ink all over her face because she called me a black bastard and I shared that experience and I also shared my journey as well uh you know sort of uh, letting them see that has black people we've given so much more uh to make the white uh uh, culture life so much more better and we're constantly giving and i taught for quite some time um and you know one of the things that i said uh to them was listen Black people really are not the one that has to change. We don't have to do anything because we're not the oppressors. It's the white people that has to make the change. They have to be the one to educate themselves and, you know, uh, ask for forgiveness for their ancestors and for also the way that they have carried on their ancestors' behavior. And at the end of the, uh, end of it when um i i decided you know enough was enough stop stop they were really appreciative and you know they gave me a great clap and it was just such a a wonderful uh moment to share that with our white brothers and sisters uh some of our own personal um experience uh with racism and they need that they really need that and they ended up coming up to me, you know, this, uh, the 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 organisers, and asked me, you know, could they have my number? Would I mind them putting it up on the Facebook? And yes, I agreed, and I left, and I went, and then later on that evening, uh, one of the uh, uh ladies, she. Uh, just sent me a little text to say thank you know thanking me so much because that is really what the white people need they need to be educated at all levels and then the next day Thursday I had a little text from her to say that uh, would I like to join in their zoom uh, meeting because obviously that's where they do all their planning and they come together and for me you know to listening to hear what they're saying to correct them and if there's anything that I can contribute to share and it was lovely um to actually participate uh you know with them on their zoom and to see all the different ages most of the ones who were leading were quite um, middle-aged maybe in their fifties and sixties and uh, above and a lot of others were also very very young so right across the board uh, they uh, were uh, definitely um you know sort of uh, getting themselves involved in supporting uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and, and prepared to learn and to find out what changes that they can help to Bring about, and then I think uh, yes, and then they uh, sort of uh, put me onto their WhatsApp group so that I can also you know sort of participate in you know some of the ideas that they have um, and uh, share anything that I feel that would be of value um, for them as they move forward. So for me, that was an interesting week um and it just happened out the blue so um as we can see that right now again there is so much demonstration going on all all around the world and of course the uh our white brothers and sisters you know who do not want things to change who really um you know uh (laughs) are going to fight us have come out today uh in london and what we're seeing uh luckily i think uh, all the black lives movement uh, realized that they were going to come out and demonstrate and uh, the um, m- meetings uh, were aborted and some of it went, happened yesterday and a small amount happened in a big park but um uh, they were mainly at uh, the white uh Black Lives Matters protesters who came out an hour be after in the park, and so a lot of the black community, um, just backed down uh today not to get involved and having clashes, um, and so, uh. <laughs> Change has to come, really and truly. A change has to come. So much stuff has happened this week with all the statues uh, you know, coming down. And of course, our white brothers and sisters resisting some of the changes. And we know this will happen, but we have to persist and to use this opportunity uh, to get some kind of leverage uh, to bring about uh, some change. Um, the, the the fact of the matter is they can bring in laws and different things to change uh, the way that uh, the politics uh, operate but obviously uh, changing people's mind is going to be another different thing because as we know uh, racism is something that uh, we're not born with but it's something that we're taught so again uh, the Topic of this week's episode is Black Lives Matter. So uh, sometimes we have to have those difficult conversation and uh, the difficult conversation is a great tool to start healing and the greatest knowledge comes from the past, not from the future. Life is a gift, not a privilege. And as black culture, we have led the way to become uh, conformed. We have been forgiving, we are loving, we are caring. We have given more to the white culture than they have given to us. Black culture has tried in every way. We have cried, for mercy for our white brothers and sisters to take their knees off our necks and allow us to breathe to allow us to thrive to allow us to have our share of growth to allow our truth to be told and heard to appreciate our valuable contribution to life on planet Earth. Now racism is a politics and our white brothers and sisters believe that if they take their knees off our necks that we would do the same to them that they have done to us. we have not we are not born as a racist racism is definitely something that is taught has a politics and the ones who is making the policy and have the loudest voice is our white brothers and sisters so It's up to our white brothers and sisters to make those changes. The truth is, black people, we're not violent people. Black people have constantly given to our white brothers and sisters. Black people are loving, sharing and caring. We are loving and forgiving. Black people just want to enjoy the life we've been gifted with, and not to use it as a privilege. But our society has to allow uh, uh, the suffering uh, to speak. We have to hear. They have to hear us. We, we are the ones who are suffering, and our suffering and our voices must be heard. We are constantly writing history, and for some black people who has the name of their white slave masters, every time they write their name, they are writing history. And there are also some black people who have become comfortable and they're quite happy with life as it is because they feel as if they've achieved something and they've achieved it by themselves and nobody helped them. You know the story that some of us black people uh, will say. And while they're achieving that something, they've never really carried any other black person along with them. They are, some of our our black brothers and sisters, um, you know, uh, have, 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 have made great achievements And we can see that sometimes within the football uh, 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 careers. We can see that in the movies and in some careers where, you know, our black brothers and sisters have become very successful, but they really haven't carried any of their other black brothers and sisters along with them. And this is the problem. So you'll find those uh, set of... uh, Our black brothers and sisters, they will find it comfortable because they feel as if they've achieved and they're like, yeah, well, you know, I've done it and I did it on my own so you can do it. And yeah, that's true. But at the end of the day, uh, unity is in the numbers. And when they're in that space being by themselves and they are feeling racism, they have no one they can cry to. They can't cry to the white person they have no one to talk to. And so it is important that, yes, even though uh, you're achieving uh, uh, high achievers and are doing well and you've got the nice house and the nice car and you have all the money and you're living in uh, a, a white community and all of those frills, um, you still need to take your brothers and sisters with you because you're going to get isolated. You're going to get lonely. Um, there will be no one for you to talk to. And sometimes it will make you feel depressed because whatever you do, you're going to start missing your own culture. You're going to start missing your own people. And that can be a very lonely and isolating place. So uh, let's look at the Bible story of the children of Israel were in bondage of slavery to the Egyptian. Even though the majority of them had a real bad time, there were some who did not have such a bad life. Then Moses came along and opened up their eyes to freedom. And as the story goes, on their way to freedom, when they got to the Red Sea, and became trapped with Pharaoh's army chasing behind them and cutting off all the other routes uh, for them to escape. They started to complain that this is not what they left slavery in Egypt to die in the manner they saw as they saw death before them. And they were saying that if they were back in Egypt, at least they would have a proper grave to be buried in. Now, in our society, uh, now there are also some black people who feels that they've made it and are comfortable off and they don't want to change and just want to get on with life and not to challenge the privilege and the privilege uh, politics in our society and the treatment towards black life. In the same way, some of the children of Israel were complaining that they were not happy with freedom. Now, collective changes comes when we embrace our differences so we can live together and this is what it's going to take it's going to take collective changes just like uh, how we have a lot of our white brothers and sisters joining collectively with you know their the, the black brothers and sisters to make a change because we cannot do this by ourselves. And that's why over the years that uh, this uh, racism has been going on over 401 years with slavery, uh, it's not going to change until we have our brothers and sisters, our white brothers and sisters standing next to us, in front of us, behind us, at the side of us, all around us, so that we can have some collective change. Now, to be awoke is to become aware of life that is not just about breathing. So, let's become aware of ourselves and who we want to become. Now, I saw this statement uh, this week uh, in a, a post that one of my friends posted me and it said, in life, uh, there are two pages written by God. The first page is birth and the other page is death. So no matter what color or race we are, The beginning and the end of our lives is the same. It's left for us to um, as individual uh, to fill in the middle pages. And in those middle pages, we need to fill them in with love for ourselves so we can love others with compassion so we can have compassion for others who are different from us. With care for ourselves, so we can care for others. With sharing, so we can share with others who have less than ourselves. So, until next time, I want to leave you with this thought. And also, I'm going to play you out as well with the uh, rest of um, Bob Marley, I shot the sheriff, um, but I didn't shoot the deputy. And what I'd like to leave for you to think about is... Knowledge is the forbidden fruit, and it allows us to know the difference between good and evil. We are all in bondage to lies and politics. So until next time, be good to yourself, take care of yourself and take care of your friends and your family and each other and grow into your greatness.